Menomina. 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 <laughs> Hello and welcome to All Up Down How We Laugh with today's special guest all the way from London via the world, Guy Fagan. How are you doing, Guy? Good, mate. Yeah, great to be on, Jimmy. Yeah, welcome. finally you've got me on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've gigged with Guy quite a few times. I think I first met you around about August last year, right in the thick of the pandemic. Um, yeah, Guy runs... about, about the summertime. Guy's been doing comedy just about as long as me, about two and a half years, and he runs Roller Coaster Comedy, a monthly uh, Zoom night that's been doing quite well recently. I think it started in January, wasn't it? It was, yeah, the first show right at the beginning of January. Um, we've done four shows now. Cool. Um, and we have, yeah, acts from all over the world, Well, anywhere where um, the, the English language is used. So it's, it's generally, generally America, UK, um, and South Africa, we've had, I think we've had Australia as well. Um, cool. But um, yeah, it's a great show. I mean, what I've tried to do is is um, have a variety of, of different acts and try and have a, like a bit of a family feel to it. Yeah. Um, so we've got a few regulars that are always on. Um, and we, we also have, try and freshen it up, have, have some new acts on, a few new acts. We probably have about uh 16 16 acts sort of on a monthly basis yeah. um and just try and create i know zoom zoom gigs are never going to be uh like reality but um just try and create a bit of an atmosphere we even have audience we, we have a bit of an audience so we, we we have free tickets on eventbrite and we've even got some kind of um some regular audience members uh all right welcome Shout out to Steve and Maddie <laughs> if they're listening. Um, but they're they're our, our regular couple. Um and uh yeah, it's it's it, it's been all right, you know, it's 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 done its job. Um we're gonna have a little break now um with, with the show. Um but we're gonna come back with a big show in the summer. I'm gonna try and do a bumper show and get a lot of the acts that have been on over the last few months uh, back for a bit of a reunion. Um, and uh, yeah, 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 so that, that should be good. So look out for the it's the Facebook page, Roller Coaster Comedy. So give it a like, um, give it a follow, um, and you can check out some of the, the previous shows on there as well. Cool. Cool. So, how, like, what, what brought you into comedy? Because you started running at the same time as me. What, what, Give you the madness to do such a thing? Yeah, well, kind of going back, I've always loved comedy. Um, of course, like like a lot of people, kind of our generation, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I was brought up on all the old uh, sitcoms, you know, and your Steptoes and Sons and Porridge, Only Fools and Horses, and all of that, um, and, and things like the Two Ronnies, Morecambe and Wise, uh, kind of always on when I was growing up. Um, so I always love comedy and um, kind of going back and um, sort of being from uh, the Wirral, sort of in Merseyside. Um, my dad used to take me to the Floral Pavilion um, to watch Ken Dodd. Cool. Um, who, I know he's not very cool, but... No, I think <laughs> Ken Dodd's amazing, he's, uh, man. He's a master. He, he was a master of the craft um, and... Yeah. Uh, I've got sort of fond memories of of uh, watching him perform. I even heckled him, I think, at one point. In... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I remember him saying, asking me like my name, um, and he said, uh, well, "Well, we'll be seeing you on bonfire night then." Uh, <laughs> not one of his best comebacks, but um, yeah, yeah Heckle and Ken Dodd is how I started. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. always liked Ken Dog, man. I think I, I mean I remember there was a period like I liked him as a kid, and then when I was about a teenager, you know, I hated everything and you know Ken Dog fell into that category. But then ended up watching like one of his specials. But I think my grand when I was like twenty two or something, and um, yeah. I really really enjoyed it. But what I enjoyed about it most was like recognizing it as something that me and my grand could both me. Yeah. No, like this twenty two year old snotty kid and like an eight year old woman sitting yelling and laughing at it. You know this crazy guy's antics, you know, it's, um, there's, there's, there is a skill set there that has to be admired, no matter how punk yeah, you think oh, you're, absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah, like, you know, broad brush strokes and the appeal to, yeah. to, like you say, kind of up to kind of uh, grandparents, so yeah, he was obviously doing something right. And it's, um, it's not like he was yeah, doing like, so it's not like he was doing a bland middle of the road stuff, I mean, he was a very, very quirky guy, like he was definitely, I mean, he you could probably yeah. hear a Ken Dodd joke and know it was one of his jokes, you know. And you see him immediately, you know, that's Ken Dodd. That's not like just an, an old guy in a suit, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, he'd do a lot of surreal stuff. Um, you know, he'd even do a bit of blue material, wouldn't he? Um, but he kind of managed to, I think, like you say, managed to um, kind of keep it just on side, so so he yeah. he he could uh, sort of. Um, appeal to sort of all, all ages and, and you know loads of different sort of people but um, yeah so and then I went to uni, went to that bastion of education, the University of Luton um, <laughs> and um, you know, I got into sort of like some of my, my housemates at the time you know they were into people like Eddie Izzard um, you know and a bit more alternative comedy obviously mm. Billy Connolly um you know those sorts of dvds were knocking about um and i got into yeah into kind of the alternative scene um and then in my 20s i came down to london and of course i, I started attending um places like jonglers and the comedy store and going to comedy shows um and i saw people like mickey flanagan when he was right, starting right. off um reginald d hunter so yeah, so always um, been into comedy, but I think um, where we, we've got a bit of a a, a kind of alignment, and the decision to actually give it a go was um, I was up in Glasgow um, in November of 2018. Um, it was my mate's 50th, and um, the night before, we went over to the Yes Bar for some comedy, and... Um, yeah, it was really, you know, really good nights, you know, some really good comics on. I can't remember any of their names, <laughs> but um, I was chatting to a guy next to me, as you do, kind of in Glasgow, um, just getting, a, you know, a bit of conversation. And he said, oh, I'm, go I'm going on now. And I was like, oh, right, really? Yeah. Um, I was like, and I, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, okay, so anyone <laughs> can do this. Um, and then I thought, you know, I wouldn't mind giving giving it a go. Um Dude, I bet, I bet for one minute you're like, fuck, I hope I'm not next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works up here? Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So so that you, was, do you know who that was? I've, he, he was um, an Irish guy. I'm sure he was Irish. 
I can't remember his name. And yeah. to be honest, he wasn't particularly good. But I, I just that hey, well, kind we of... Name him then. <laughs> <laughs> but that, just that kind of... I don't know, just just um, that situation made me think, oh, maybe I could actually have a go at doing this. Um, so, um, of course, like a lot of people do, I think it was over that Christmas, um, I was looking into, uh, like, comedy writing classes. Yeah. And... Uh, I looked at one, we've got a few in London, um, but it was the cheapest one that I found um, was through something called City Lit, which is in uh, Hoban in, in central London. And I did like a, I signed up for this beginner's comedy class and it was with a guy called Rob Hitchmal. Well, oh, yeah, you may yeah, have heard of. No, I've, I've actually done, I've done um, an introductory course. Um, yeah. An introductory session, one of his. Um, but yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't sign up for the course. It was just one of those things I've done under lockdown. Yeah, he's been doing loads of them yeah. in lockdown. It was quite. I mean, but it was he's... quite helpful. So I felt, I felt pretty bad, like saying thanks for the freebie and um, have yeah. a nice life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a good guy. But, um, he, he, I mean, he's uh, kind of name dropping again. I think he. He, he's taught, I say taught, but he's done one of his workshops. I think Mickey Flanagan, uh, Jimmy Carr right. have uh, kind of done his workshops when they were starting out. Um, so when you think, like, I didn't know that at the time, and I thought, oh, you know, it's a bit, bit almost like cheating, you know, kind of doing this before I do a, do a show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was really useful. I think just that kind of process of... Um, trying out your material in a kind of workshop format yeah. and definitely i know we've done little kind of mini workshops haven't yeah we? yeah yeah you know to try out I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of workshops and stuff but I, I think i think they work best when the people don't know each other yeah like i think right. i think um i think the, 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 i think that a dynamic comes into play when people know each other too well that is antithetical to um surprising an audience and I noticed as well because I came out of a workshop environment and I was doing a lot of gigs with some of the people from the workshop and I was mm. constantly just tweaking my material just to entertain yeah. the people that had heard the jokes before Yeah. and then by the time I hit an actual stage with a proper audience, people didn't know what the fuck I was talking about <laughs> you know, and, like, and I was like, oh, these bits usually kill but then you think to yourself, but no I mean, people are giving me supportive laughter you know, yeah. and it's yeah. like, it's nice to be supportive, but if it's going to if it's going to kill the craft, get it to fuck. You know, yeah. like yeah, I get that. I get that. I kind of, I guess, kind of doing it blind. Um, yeah. You're not going to sort of craft your jokes to appeal to kind of your mates, basically, yeah. are you? Yeah. That's, that's 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 I really I really enjoyed those like we've kind of many writing groups we've done um, last year. There's met yeah. people like Chris Green and um, Tony Kibbutz. Oh yeah, 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 and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really. really and fun. I think that's. And Mark McKean as well, I think I met, the first time I met him was at well, your writing group as well. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. going to uh, open up um, his night, that I can't remember what it's called now, um, but I, don't, I played in the first one. Inspired to Laugh. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm doing that, actually, uh, yeah. next month. I think he's got me down. Cool. Um, but yeah, you're right, and I think kind of with workshops as well, if you can get like a mix, if you can get a mix of different styles, I think that helps because you're going to oh, get yeah. sort of different perspectives and all of that. Um, 
Yeah, so I think I find, I find that kind of approach that I learned with Rob um, just really helpful anyway. Um, just in terms of the process as well, I don't really, I think at the beginning I did, but I, I never really sit down and um, kind of think, all oh, right, I've got to think of some material. Um, yeah. I mean, what I tend to do, and I don't know what you do, but what works for me is is I literally, if I think of something, I think of an idea, I've, I've got a little notepad and I write it down um and then i'll try out the idea i mean i think a good situation is a workshop but even with like my wife or you know i'll, I'll try and try it out with someone um or if i can't do that i'll just kind of throw it into a you know i'm doing a zoom show or whatever mm. um but yeah i never i never um kind of sit down intentionally and write jokes that yeah you know, they I don't think that works, man. I don't. I no. honestly, I, I, it certainly doesn't work for the type of comedy I'm looking for. You know, like, no. um, like, but with, with writing down notes and things, I, the two places I most think up new material is yeah. when I'm fucking in the shower or just yeah. about to fall asleep. And Absolutely. I can, I, I, can, I can guarantee, right? If I, if I was to install like, you know, some kind of waterproof fucking notepad in my shower, still, that I would <laughs> stop thinking of jokes in the shower. Yeah, I mean, and if I, I could right. somehow take notes when I was about to fall asleep, I would stop thinking <laughs> of fucking jokes. Yeah, no? I think like, it's when you're most relaxed, isn't yeah. it? It's like um, I was in the show. I was in the show the other day, and I've got a joke. I don't know if you've heard it. Cause I, no, I think I've seen it again recently. But it's like a, the joke starts like I get told you shouldn't make any jokes about COVID when we come out of lockdown, but it's okay. been a global pandemic that we've been all been through, not fucking Fight Club. <laughs> and I'm like. I've never played by the rules. Ironically, that's what get me kicked out of Fight Club. <laughs> but then in the shower the other day, I thought of an add-on for that. I was like, when they kicked me out of Fight Club, I was expecting violence. Yeah. And the guy said, do you not get it? We're not fighting with you anymore. <laughs> 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 and I swear to God, man, I, I was like, fucking, I was, I stopped washing my hair. No, I really quickly, you know, rinsed my hair and came out and fucking dried myself. And I was like, oh, thank God I remember the add-on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got to say, I tell you what I do, Jimmy. I, I actually practice my material in the shower, <laughs> and I, that's like my routine. You know, like I, I think um, my missus must think I'm, I'm losing it, but I do. You know, I, I, that's like my because I think you're most relaxed, then, aren't you? Yeah. And just that kind of five ten minutes. Um, and then you think of things as well. You think, okay, I could do that in that order, or and, you know, quite often, like you say, you think of little add-ons, and yeah. oh yeah, you know, I could put, I could add something on there. Um, so yeah, so definitely a bit of a process going. Mm. Um, I think I read um, Frank Skinner's book on the road. All right, I've heard a few things about that. When you get that, man, um, that's a really good book. I mean, I read that before I was doing doing comedy um but he's he's got quite a lot in there of, of his process and and how he will kind of score jokes and, and i try and do that as well believe it or not there is there is, i'm not a geek yeah. honest <laughs> but i have got a spreadsheet my jokes, <laughs> honestly um and because that's the only way i can kind of keep a track on what works or not you know um, so, I mean, definitely with these Zoom shows, at least you can watch them back and I do give them a little score and I can, I think there's even a league table in there. Um, <laughs> I, could, I should actually probably be doing one in because I thought of an add-on yeah. at my other day where it's like, you know, where, like, I don't I don't want to come across anti-woke because I'm absolutely not anti-woke. 
Like, mm. but I've, I'm, I'm kind of against the enforcement, that type of enforcement, or anything. I'm completely on board with woke values. I think everybody should mm. be treated equally and fairly. Sure, yeah. But it's like when you're expected to learn all this new languages and all the rest of it and, and new words, you, you need to put it into vocabulary in order to be, you know, um, in order to be socially conscious. It's like, did nobody learn anything from Esperanto? I mean, like, who the fuck still speaks Esperanto? You know, and then I was like, I bet you Leo Kers has done that joke. <laughs> so a spreadsheet might have helped me out there. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just message Leo and say, I'm about to steal your joke. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Might have to cut the spreadsheet it, going. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird that it's like, they, they, they kind of wanting to be funny, but also wanting to be socially responsible as well. It's... Yeah. It's, a, it's a strange one. It's I think, I think it's one that we all struggle with as comedians, you know. And also yeah. as well, but when you see a line, it's, it's it's like picking a scab. You're just like, there's a line. I'm not meant to cross that line. Okay, right, we're not going to cross that line. But the line's yeah. over there. Oh, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> I think it's a balance, isn't it? Um, I think it was yeah. Rob uh, Hitchman when I started the the workshop. You know, he said when when the alternative comedy started, it was all about free speech and and pretty much saying what you like. But, you know, I think it is a balance. And, you know, I think there should always be, and that's what he said. He said that there always needs to be a, a right of reply. Mm. So if you're saying yeah. something, you know, uh, somebody doesn't agree with, you know, they can come back and, and give the alternative. Um, but I, th I think as well, I think there's maybe too much of a tendency for, for straight white males, basically. To, to feel somehow oppressed by not being able to say things and it's fucking nowhere in the, near the level that people, other types of people have been oppressed for fucking since time yeah. began, you know and it's, it's yeah. I mean but it is all about fairness equality and the right to reply, you yeah. know and, 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 and realising that hatred and antagonism and um, basically victimising has absolutely no place in comedy yeah, yeah, and I think it's about your intention, isn't it? You know, if you're if you're going out there to disrespect people, uh, you know, and abuse people, that is that's not on, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you've got to come at it. You know, even all, all your material, I want to make people laugh. Yeah, I want to entertain. Um, yeah, that, and that's the bottom line. But I mean, I'm I'm quite open about actually using it for therapy as well because I talk about some dark shit, you know, and I, and like I talk about a really really bad relationship I was in, and then the fact that I used Tinder to get over first the death of my mum before that relationship, and then to get over that relationship as well. So I was just like, I think people kind of judge judges in that, and I'm like, that's not really fair because I'm talking I'm I'm talking from my point of view, and I'm not victimising anyone, you know, and if if I, if I make any a lot of my jokes about Tinder and things like that, I've actually been born out of the Tinder experience, which is coming from chatting with people that I've met on Tinder. And then I see, I've just thought of this joke. Do you mind if I use it? And I'm like, no. I mean, obviously I don't phone up my fucking ex. <laughs> you know, but I mean, honestly, if in a different world, I might. I'd be like, listen, man, I'm going to really lay into you on stage. Do you mind? But I never name her. Do you know what I mean? And I try not to even put, put that she's like a, a female even, because it's, to me, it's, it's about two people, not like misogyny, you know? Sure. But it's a, it's a it's a strange line. People can easily take offence at that simply because I'm a straight white male talking about relationships. So it's fucking 
No, I am oppressed. It's terrible. It's terrible what is straight white whales I'm going through. <laughs> yeah. I think you just got to be mindful of, of that. And it, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it is, um, it is a fine line. Um, yeah. um, but I think you've, you've got to check your intentions and, and yeah. check kind of, you know, I'm sure you're not kind of out there to offend anyone. Um, at all that's not your your purpose and um you know and and the material should kind of reflect like your experience um and it should be about making people laugh and and people having fun and you know but i I think that's the best type of comedy as well it's it's the human experience you know it's it's like it's like parts of robin williams practically robin williams practically all of richard Pryor, billy Connolly. All of these people are talking about their own experiences and their kind of amusement at the world. Because to me, I mean, basically, comedy is a search for universal human truth. Although I'm kind of using it for therapy, I'm also trying to look for things that we can all laugh at. I mean, I, I, I might never manage yeah. to make my three-year-old grandmother laugh, not least because she's dead. But like, <laughs> like I'm I definitely think there's there's a diversity of a unification of ideas and a diverse group of people is just is, is a fucking magical thing. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. And that's what's been so good yeah. about lockdown. Sorry, sorry, guy, cutting you off. Sorry. It's that's what's been so good about lockdown for me and doing international shows and things. It's I've, there's so many different types of gigs that I, I can do, and I've, I, I very rarely do a gig to no laughter. You mm. know, it's just as well because if I say one thing, it fucking doesn't get a laugh. It freaks me out and does my nothing for four, four days after. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's uh, kind of something that we, it's difficult as a, a kind of new comic to contend with, isn't it? That kind of, if you, if you jokes are bombing, to kind of compose yourself and, and move on to the next joke. Um, the problem for me is I, I've, I've, yeah. usually got, I've usually got laughs, basically practically every single thing I've said, unless I'm never going to get a laugh in that gig. There's been a couple of gigs where I'm never going to get a laugh, but most gigs... There's only a couple of times in the whole set I won't get a laugh, and I'm like purely like tripping in a stone when you're running. You're just like, "Whoa, what's happening? Fucking, yeah. why aren't, why aren't yeah. you laughing?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely a skill, isn't it? Just to kind of think, okay, move on, yeah. um, or even have a bit of a comeback. You can come, you know, you can, if people aren't sort of responding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, but I think you're right. There's a lot. Lot of us use it as a bit of a therapy session, don't we? And you know, I th- there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think. I think. Um, I think. Trying to think, it was one of sort of the big comics, um, John Bishop, when he started off, he 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 stood up in a open mic spot in Manchester, and I think he just got divorced like the week before. <laughs> and um he basically talked for like 10 minutes about all his his problems with his divorce <laughs> and he found it like it really helped him and he he said to, to the promoter yeah I'll, I'll be back next week <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's it's definitely therapy isn't it and i think kind of it's all about kind of telling our own truths and, and our own experiences um and and that's how you kind of you come across as, as being genuine as well I think that's what I think that's kind of I felt that's what happened with Jack D as well. Like it was kind of one of these comparison comics. It was like, hey, what's the deal with these door handles? You know, like 
fucking Jerry Seinfeld and all that, and it just wasn't working for him. And he, he took one last gig, and he just got up and he was morose as fuck. And he's like, "I hate you people. What the fuck are you listening to me for?" And then from that moment on, like, he fucking, it just took off, you know, and became Jack D. Like, it, yeah. so it, it, it had to become somebody else in order to become himself in the end, which again is quite magical, you know. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. I think. Um... Oh, I'm going to name so uh, so Bill Bear. I was listening to him on a podcast, and he was saying about new comics. Like they spend the first year trying to be somebody else and trying to put on a persona, yeah. and and then they realise that they should have just been themselves all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, um, <laughs> just get this, this image of like young comics coming in and just trying to be desperately trying to be anybody else. <laughs> a year yeah. later just like pure Larry Davis style going oh fuck I'm going to need to be myself <laughs> they're going to hate me <laughs> but I mean yeah. it is self-acceptance and the comedy seems so you know cutthroat and Machiavellian and all that that all yeah. of that stuff does go on and it, it's not fun to deal with a lot of fucking some of the shitty shit that happens in comedy but at the same time as well nobody can take away the fact that you're fucking funny and that you do do it you know, and that that yeah. that sort of validation that you get from audiences takes away from any kind of negative aspect of industry. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely worth doing. You know. Yeah. No. You know. I think, like you, I've loved it, and even the um, the Zoom shows. I know a lot of comics won't do Zoom shows, but I think you can, you get something different out of them, and and that kind of um, interaction and connection with people all over yeah. the world um with different experiences um you only get that on a zoom show really um yeah and uh yeah you know i think there is definitely going to be a place for them even when we go back to definitely. normality it's, it's um, like i've I seen i seen somewhere somebody said um oh zoom shows are just like one notch above practicing in front of the mirror and then you're like, well, why the fuck would I want to practice again in front of the mirror again, you fucking idiot? Do you know what I mean? If it's if it's better than practicing in front of the mirror, surely it fucking it, it puts the it puts the mirror extinct. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're good stuff. But um yeah, I think there's definitely still a place for them. Yeah. Um so kind of going on in terms of uh what I did kind of after, so I did a showcase for the City Lit, um, 2nd of April 2019, that was my first ever performance, um, I did seven minutes and it went okay, um, and um, and then from there I did uh, a show in Kentish Town in London um, at the Rose and Crown, um, and the host there is a guy called Andy Onions, and it came sort of full circle because I did a show um the back end of last year like an all london show um and he was actually on it so i was introducing the the guy who hosted the, my first ever open mic spot so so that was nice um uh, it's nice when there's that kind of um, symmetry of you know yeah like, yeah yeah and i know that you started off your first show was at the yes bar wasn't it it was indeed yeah 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 it was, eh? And I fucking absolutely smashed it, man. It took me about... Yeah, I've seen it, the clip. It took me um, about three months to, to get anywhere near as good again. Um, 
you should do some of them jokes again. They were really good. I've not heard them since. Do, do, do you know what? I, I, I came home and watched it that first night, and I, I knew that I'd done really well, but I was really, really upset with how disconnected my set seemed. Right. Like, I, I just because I was like, pure, no, man, it's got to have structure, and I got obsessed with structure. Okay. And, and a lot of people say that, you know, who cares about structure? You just want to make people laugh and stuff like that. But it's important to me that there's a thematic thread throughout the whole thing. And that okay. one thing leads to another, and then of course it, it, it bookends. You know, I'm going to get. I, I need to get a new bookend because I've been using that written kinky shit, written in my hand stuff for too long. But um, it, structure just matters a hell of a lot to me. Yeah, know? but I think on your first show, I wouldn't worry about structure too much. <laughs> yeah, no, I, just, I was just, I was just <laughs> watching the video back. If it felt as if, yeah. if, if it felt as if that video was ready, you know, it was ready for fucking prime time. With, yeah. but in every single aspect but the structure you know yeah. and so that, that's why I became obsessed with fixing because clearly I didn't need to fix anything else Christ I was a new comedy messiah <laughs> you were expecting the DVD to come yeah, out yeah I was thinking you know, I'm still waiting for Kevin Bridges to ring <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that isn't it? it's, uh, you get that idea that we're all going to be going on to like fucking fame and fortune within within a matter of weeks <laughs> Next thing you know, you're do, you're performing in front of an audience of six. <laughs> this is audience. it. <laughs> but it just shows you, doesn't it? I mean, every show is different as well, isn't it? Yeah. Totally. Um, have you done a gong show yet? I'm I'm I really suck bad like gong shows, man. My, my bottle. Okay, goes. don't don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did one just before Christmas, I think it was. And people, a lot of comics say don't do them. Because yeah. you don't really get much out of them, and you don't really. It's, well, it, it, Des McLean teaches people that um, it's like a, I've forgotten his analogy now, probably because it wasn't him himself that told me it. But um, a thoroughbred horse doesn't do show jumping or something. Or something. It's some really yeah. good analogy that I've fucked up now. But it's like it's 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 a it's a, um, it's a sprint when. For something like myself, it's really into the structure of my set and things like that. I'm more of a marathon runner, you know? Yeah. So that's my excuse for not having a bottle to do gong shows. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I just, I just, done, I just oh. done an episode of this where I talked about my, my reluctance to do roasts as well. Oh, um, yeah. I think just certain things, I could just see my, my personal, where I was in my mind and in my life. Gong shows and, and roast battles just were not going to advance my cause whatsoever. You know, in fact, they could only damage me. You know, I mean, although I did yeah. do two gong shows or three gong shows, and um, but um, it's to, to be honest, if you, if you if you want to be a comedian, if you want to keep going with this and go full time or whatever, you know, the sort of thing that you, you just need to overcome whatever fucking issues you've got with them and do them. You know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's different opinions on them, isn't there? Um, yeah. But it's you know, it's definitely an experience. Put it that way. Yeah. That way. Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible. I, 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 one of my jail talks, I said, like, I was like, "Hey, this is rough. I've been in jail, whatever." And some, some guy shouted, "Get back there!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that guy wants me to be in jail!" <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, and I did just before lockdown, and, and it's kind of how I got into the MC and stuff. Um, I did an MC workshop with Gary Michaels. 
you might have heard of him irish comic he oh, does yeah, yeah. a yeah yeah he does a, i think he's like a, a street performer and all that he's got that sort of background um and he's he's got a, a youtube channel called let's talk comedy um and that is excellent um it's all free and he's got kind of a, a range of you name it about comedy he's got a, a video on it yeah i think i've watched some um, of them there's some really good ones there's some seinfeld ones and some chris rock ones and things isn't there and it, it just talks about the certain things uh it's more kind of around the theory around that like he'll he'll have one on like um writing material he'll have one on dealing with hecklers he'll have one on um kind of getting a, a, a press pack and all that and yeah you know maybe it's not maybe pack. it's not the one i'm thinking of but i i've yeah. seen some really good sort of deconstructive videos uh, over lockdown that had like just sort of take basically just sort of analyzing people's sets and stuff stuff really good okay oh well, that'll be interesting yeah so how's how's lockdown been for you have you been furloughed or have you been um well i'm very fortunate um i mean i, I work in the nhs right right um so yeah so obviously we've been needed um and uh yeah things have sort of been chugging along in terms of that <laughs> so that's um, so you get two careers where you get paid in applause yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so that yeah obviously that's my, my sort of day job as such mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah, so it's, but you know, and I think like like most people, it's it, it's been tough in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, obviously, I haven't seen sort of my family. I, I live in London, but um, my sort of my main sort of family is up near Liverpool on the Wirral, so I've not I've not seen them since like last March. Um, so of course, you know the the, the FaceTime and all of that, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think you know the positive is I think when it's when it started, I thought okay because I'd just done a really good gig, um, place called uh, Angel Comedy. Oh right, um, yeah, I've got that. In Eastern London, yeah. and that's it is quite renowned to be a quite. A, it, I think I think I had about sixty people, but I think sometimes they have about a hundred, um, and that's quite a good one. Um, yeah to do if you kind of ever get a chance and they book up sort of miles in advance um and it was one of them it was almost like canned laughter it's like if if um if if carlsberg did audiences it was that audience <laughs> there was like gags that normally get a bit of a laugh that would yeah. get in like big laughs um and so that was a nice sort of show to end on really um, oh, yeah. before the world changed mm. um and then I thought there's two ways you can go. You know, I think a lot of comics were like, "Now nah, I'm not doing the Zoom. It's not the same." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was like, well, "Let's give it a go, give it a go." So I did. Um, obviously, went on, uh, signed up to D- Displaced Comedians and all that yeah. lockdown comedy guide, and I did. I think it was. Um, is it Rachel Rothenberg? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did her show. It's had like loads of uh, different name changes, hasn't it? But I, th- yeah. I think it was called the Panda Mike at the time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that, um, and it was like I think I was the only non-American on there. <laughs> um, so that was all you know, a new experience. Yeah. 
uh, so I, I try and think what they they made of me really. Um, and I, I did one out of Russia as well. I don't know if you've done it. Um, All day your office went. Oh, I think it's called Steal the Show. Steal um, the Show out of Moscow. Is it August gig? I don't think so. No, no. no. It was a guy who um, who hosted it. Um, yeah, but that was a good experience. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's an interesting audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did, um, I got a, a guy called Mario Campbell. Uh, he does Laughter in Lockdown, South Africa. Is that not Mario Calabrese or something? Yeah, Ma- Mario Mario Paul Campbell. I don't know. I don't know or Super Mario. Yeah, he does. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm friends with him, Super uh, Mario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, th- I think that might be, I think it probably it's... it's Somewhere between the two, some names look okay. them. It's, it's like I don't yeah, think it's Campbell, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. But he did a show um, in South Africa. It was like a daily show, pretty much, um, where we'd have like guests on, bit of a chat show. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, probably, probably about kind of April, May last year. Um, cool. That's really then, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so. So that was, um, yeah, that was that was an experience, and and we had uh, there was, yeah, got some some good feedback from it. But um, and then um, Anthony Ukusasa got in touch with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's running something called the Pop Up Mic at the time. Yeah, I remember. I performed it. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> and then he, so I did his show, which was good. And what I liked about that was. Um, that it was a real mix of people from all around yeah. the world. Um, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to do Zoom gigs, I'd rather do it to people from loads of different countries yeah. rather than just people from the UK or, or you know, wherever. Um, so, yeah, so we kind of I did, did a couple of them. Um, and then he asked me to... To host a show, um, which was an all Irish show, yeah. with a load of Irish comics, um, pe- people like A.D. McQueen. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She was on. Uh, Katie Boyle, I think she's Irish. She's based in, well, she's definitely Irish. She's based <laughs> in New York, I think. Um, a, a man who I think he, he was the uh, Irish comedian of the year. Right, cool. Time, so that was quite a nice little start. Yeah. And then um, I was asked to see if, if I knew any Scottish comics, and I knew a couple. <laughs> then um, I, I think I went on one of the uh, the Scottish comedy forums, and then that's when we first, yeah, <laughs> um, kind of spoke. And and you did a Scottish show, didn't you? Yeah. Which yeah. I hosted, and we had people like Peter Wood on there. Yeah. Um. Stephen Youngson, people like that. Yeah. Um, and then Steve, from there, Stephen was actually my first guest on on this show. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Back in he's September. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, doing pretty he, well, man. Yeah, he did uh, our show on Sunday. Actually, the roller coaster comedy. Cool. Yeah, cool. Did, did a great set. Um, I know he does a bit of music as well now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been releasing he music or something. He said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's uh, it's very good for kind of doing admin. Um, it's like kind of uh, it's kind of lo-fi kind of um, yeah quite relaxing you know quite uh, I've got through many a spreadsheet with that <laughs> I'll but, need to check uh, that out I said, I said to him I'll check it out and I've not 
You should do. It's on Spotify. Yeah, I think yeah. he's doing all right. He's getting a few listens and all that, being picked up yeah. by a playlist. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did a Welsh show. We did a Scouse show. Um, so Welsh people like Anthony Bazola um, on that. Um, Scouse show, and we had like Paul Gittins, Paul Brown, Alex Stringer. Um, and then we did a London show. I think that was beginning of December. And that's where Andy Onions, who was the host of my first ever open mic, right, sure. uh, he came on that. And then um, Anthony, I know he's been having a, a break. Um, so I thought, well, I want to keep this going. You know, I want to maybe do my own thing yeah. um, and see how that goes. So over Christmas, I thought, okay, you know, that'll be one of my... Um, my New Year's resolutions. I'll start a an international do mic. Yeah, so so I launched Roller Coaster Comedy in January. So we've done four shows. Um, I know you did the first one, didn't you, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I was I was going to do it. I would, I would I would have done the one on Sunday, but I've told myself that I'm definitely taking a few weeks off. In fact, that's bringing me back yeah. to a point from earlier on. It's um, since I decided I've done Punchline online. Um, I think in the 18th. This is now the 27th. Yeah. Do you know since I've not had any gigs? To the, I've thought of loads of new jokes. There you go. I think I think there's something about the. I mean, I'm not saying it's a lot of pressure just doing yeah. a fucking Zoom gig, but yeah. if if you're wanting to give it your all, and you're 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 focused on the performance and things like that, I think it does take away from the process of joke writing. Yeah, you know? I but agree. I mean, at the same time as well, though, I mean, it does help you with ad libs and help you own the material, but actually getting the raw material, you need to yeah. be kind of free of comedy. Yeah, and I think you're way. right. Yeah. I think it comes back to that kind of, you know, you think of your material in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got to kind of give yourself a headspace, really, haven't you? Yeah. For the, the jokes to <laughs> kind of manifest. <laughs> I've, 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 I've had a few issues that have had me doing the usual one to quit comedy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't see comedy as something that you can quit. It's just something that you stop doing. And yeah. people will give as much of a fuck then as they do now, which is, yeah. I hate to tell you know, you, me, and practically everybody else that does comedy, and nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> but you, oh, you, yeah. th- th- things get to you, and you start getting yourself wound up, and you think, that's it, I'm quitting. So rather than do that, I just said, you know what? I'm going to take a break. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes and then, you've got to, haven't you? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. I think with me, like, I, I've got quite a lot going on with work, and um, obviously, I'm getting a couple of the real life shows in the diary now um and uh yeah things like kind of hopefully seeing fat more family um, that i haven't seen in a year um so you know i think it's time to kind of give myself a bit of a headspace but yeah i'm planning to come back with a big show in the summer well you've got a great foundation for for coming back you know you've, you've done a lot of stuff you've got to meet a lot of people you've done there'll, there'll be things there for you but sometimes you know real life intrudes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're right. You know, I wouldn't say quit. I think pause, pause is, is what you have to do, isn't it? I was writing Dangerfield's yeah. joke as well. It was like, I quit comedy, you know, 10 years before <laughs> I came back. It was like, don't, only I knew I quit, but you know, I didn't quit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, no, but it's, it's, it's I just, I just, lo- I do love comedy, you know? I do love comedy, yeah. but I'm as misanthropic as I ever was. Comedy or no yeah. comedy, you know, it's people yeah. just annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> and then now, of course, you've got you do a lot of um, like photography as well, don't yeah. you? Well, I've, I've been putting a lot of energy into that recently. I've been 
photos of myself to take a lot of photographs for the past week. And yeah. I actually, I actually done a kind of assignment yesterday, a community, um, a community event. Um, it was it's for like just people in the community um, getting out and things. And I, I, I went there with my camera. But I ended up fucking clearing tables and all that. And, like, and this, this, this wee woman was like, um, oh, can I have a cup of tea? And I was like, oh, well, I'm clearing tables, but okay, I'll go and get you a cup of tea. And then I went and got her a cup of tea and her husband a cup of tea. And I came oh, back with two cups of tea and fucking she was like that. How much are they? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I, got, I mean, I got some amazing photos of it, like some really nice photos because they were doing like bingo and play your cards right and just, you know, just community stuff. Yeah. And um, but I got some really some photos that I'm really happy with. You know? Wow. I mean, it was all social distance and things like that. It was obviously the first day everybody's allowed back out. You know, all the staff were wearing masks and things. And then um, the, the, the guests were all spread out and things. But it was really nice to see. It was really nice to be part of that. People actually getting back into the community. People have been in their home so long, you know. Yeah. And then um, I got to take a lot of photographs that I'm really happy with. So Fantastic. My, my plans yeah. for the future involve the photography and the comedy, you know. Yeah, it sounds like you might have had some uh, good material out of that as well. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how it delivered. Well, actually, yeah, um, nah, it's, nah, it was really nice. Though. It was really, it was really nice. It was really yeah. nice to do a wee bit of volunteering without even knowing that I was actually volunteering because I had Cat on the podcast last week who runs the community spirit, and then yeah. um, I said, can I, can I take some photographs when you just go back out? And she's like, yeah, yeah, come down. And then the next thing you know, I'm fucking clearing tables. And shit. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> getting out there, getting out there, helping the community. We're all getting out there, man, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a strange time for all that because we just don't know what's happening. And we, were, we were told that things are shutting down and there's so much doom and gloom predicted, but then all of a sudden it's like everything's opening back up now and you're like, whoa, what the hell? Like, scared to yeah. go out almost, you know? In fact, when I first got to the community spirit yesterday, I was actually like nervous standing yeah. on my phone, like with my camera and I'm like, <laughs> people are going to ask me about this camera and, pure, and my phone just... And she was like, do you want to clear some tables? And I was like, fucking bet I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed there was an anxiety in there with everybody, you know? People didn't know how to approach each other. And yeah, it's, this lockdown's been, it's not been a thing that we'll forget in a hurry. Nah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I went to pub for the first time uh, in quite a while at the weekend. And that was, uh, that was lovely. You know, it was just, um, just getting out and about and and uh, seeing people, um, and even like going shopping, you know, is even going shopping with my wife and it's absolutely mental. Yeah, there's the crowds and queuing up, but um, just just kind of a bit of normality. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it is a process, and I think it's I think the thing to remember for everyone is. It's a process that we're all going through. You know, yeah. it's, you know yeah. nobody's nobody's had a worse or better lockdown than anyone else. We've all been deprived of the same fucking exact basic freedoms. You know, and it's yeah. um, we're all in the same boat. And I think I think hopefully keep a, a positive thought, and um, hopefully it's changed us all for the better. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of positives, isn't there? Yeah, totally. It's um, like you probably what I'm always saying in a show, and like we've been talking about here, it's what happens is um, there's a lot more to unify us, and especially across different cultures and and um, genders and races and sexualities. It's 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 been a very diversifying um event 
in, in human experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's there's, there's, we've got far more to bring us together than we have dividedness, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I think that's something we just got to kind of keep hold of, haven't we? Kind of yeah. going forward and when we get back out there. Um, yeah, not, not only that, it's like when, when we're reduced to our basic lack of freedom, mm. the one thing that we then do is unite, you know? Yeah. And I, th- I think if, if anybody's seeking to, to cause division or cause strife or, you know, whatever, it's no room, just get it away, you know? It's... Um, and that, that goes for fucking idiots like Boris Johnson and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> let the bodies pile up in their thousands or just anybody yeah, yeah, that, that, that or yeah. some fucking conspiracy theorist sitting there telling you, oh, you see, I was always right. This is all about, you know, and you're like, get the fuck, man. The last year you were saying it was lizards. Piss off. Yeah, yeah. I think you've definitely seen the kind of the good and the bad in people, haven't you? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think to be honest with you, most of the bad I've seen is just stupidity. You know, I, yeah. think, I, think it's, I think it's easily apart from obviously, you know, fucking scumbags like Derek Chauvin and stuff, you know. But then we all turned around and showed them how we feel about stuff like that and showed that Donald Trump element, nah, man, get the fuck. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But then that's a very, very hopeful note to end on. End on. But, um, all right, it's been great having you on the show, guy. Hopefully, we'll come back on and be able to tell us how things went in real life and how roller coaster went in an actual venue. Well, yeah, I think that's the next step, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's see um, what the the rest of the year brings. You know, I'd love to kind of get out there, do some shows outside London, do some MC, and um, maybe even get up to the the hot water show in Liverpool. A um, bit of an ambition of mine. Um, and maybe even get up to Glasgow. Well, if you go up, give us a show, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, kind of join up with, with the gang. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, well, cheers, man. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure, mate. Mana, mana. Mana, mana. Mana, mana. Mana, mana. Mana, mana.